Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Affair about uh, WADA some more and uh, the World Anti-Doping Agency. And uh, sounds like they are on their way out with... Motocross, at least, and Supercross, uh, which I think is a, a big, real big deal. And if you're just joining us, um, I can I can kind of uh, recap that the the board, the FIM board, has approved a new simplified and speedy procedure for anti-doping tests for the AMA Supercross. And I'm reading from Cycle News right now. An FIM World Championship, the sample collection analysis will be carried out by the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency, USADA. Uh, the FIM will be responsible for the rest. Here's the thing. The FIM will be responsible for the rest of the procedure in case of a positive result. So what happens is is you get a, a, you know, a Brock Tickle, who is a factory Red Bull KTM rider, James Stewart, who is the fastest man on the planet, and uh, Christian K- Craig, who is with Geico Honda. They, these guys were – so now they've been put out to pasture, right? James is never coming back. Brock nope, Tickle ship is sailed. He don't even. I don't. I mean, I'm sure he still rides, and he's probably still faster than we've, you know, we'd ever imagine being. Uh, he did look like he gained a little weight, but maybe it's just the dreads he's rolling now. Uh, but he's got kids. He's a dad. You know, he's moved on from the sport. But it, uh, you know, I mean, the guy just completely. He was. He was so many people's favorite. He was the. He's James Stewart. He's. He's bigger than Tiger Woods. He's bigger than you know what I mean. He's he's bigger than Michael Jordan. He's he bigger was than, huge. He's a big big deal in motorcycle racing, and he's gone. And it's and I truly believe it's because of that. And he just said, you know what, I'm done. And uh, you know Brock Tickle, we see him. He's still he's still working with the teams and and still doing stuff. And and uh, you know I don't know about Christian Craig if he's going to be, you know if he'll, he'll be back. But um, you know it's too bad. And I I I I really think. Um, it's a big deal for our sport, you know. I think the I think uh, Wada sucks, and I think they need to be. I think they need to be put out to pasture. So, um, what do we? Uh, what do you got, PJ? I was going to say it looks like we got our guest. Oh, we have a guest. It looks like we got our guest. Oh, Nick McFadden's going to join us. Nick McFadden is uh, returned for a second year in the Moto America Super Sport Series, but on a new team for nineteen. He is on Ridiculous Racing. And uh, currently in eighth place in the Super Sports Series, and he joins us now. Nick, what's up, man? How are you? Oh, pretty good. Just got home from uh, Springfield last night. Just got geared uh, back up, did some laundry, and uh, Garrett Gerloff and Jake Lewis and myself are about to hit the road and head up to New Jersey for the Moto America this weekend. You know, we just had Jake on, and uh, he said Garrett was with him, but he didn't mention you at all. Are you sure they're going to take you? They're leaving at five, so if they told you six, <laughs> then uh, the, 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 the so hopefully, hopefully they're taking me. <laughs> How'd Springfield go for you, Nick? Uh, you know it wasn't as good as we were playing, and I got a Kawasaki six fifty last week at Twin, so it was my first weekend on it. But uh, I did some short track riding at JD Beach's house last week, and felt super good on the bike, and. Uh, 
you know, we were making progress every session there. We were getting uh, further up in the time sheets, and then whenever the heats and semis came around, I knew if I uh, got comfortable on the bike and practicing qualifying, that I could race my way into the main. And I, I was in fifth in the semi, and they take eight to the main, so I was feeling good. And then a red flag came out, actually, and uh, the starter on the twin actually broke on Saturday, so oh. we ended up making a restart and uh we were feeling good we were going to be in the main event for sure and then on we had a rain delay for uh sunday so then we went out monday and then blew up the first lap of qualifying so it wasn't a good weekend at all perfect yeah that's great uh yeah that was a it was uh kind of weird uh so I, i was at springfield also and uh i was in my hotel and i heard a little thunder is all but apparently I slept pretty heavy because they said there was like four inches of rain and the track was like literally underwater in the morning. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, there wasn't much rain in the forecast and then all of a sudden it popped up there for a couple hours on on Saturday night, Sunday morning, and they ended up getting four or five inches, which completely destroyed the track and they didn't want to get on it just because it was so muddy. So, you know, it's just one of those weekends that, that seems to be always rain there, kind of like New Jersey this weekend. It's always like a guarantee that it's going to rain uh, at least one day out of the three that we're racing there. Yeah, what is the forecast? I haven't looked at the forecast, but uh, it's exactly hurricane season, which tends to work its way up the, the East Coast. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, right now it's looking like rain on Friday and good for uh, Saturday and Sunday, but you never know. We're still a couple of days out, so that could change, but uh, the storm's speed slowing down so it may arrive a day later so you never know but I, i'm a flat track guy so you know the rain p- plays into my favor a little bit so i'm kind of hoping it does slow down and maybe rain on saturday or sunday while we're up there you'd prefer a wet race yeah right now I would for sure i mean i'm getting more and more comfortable on the ridiculous racing r6 every week we're getting a little closer to the front i've been uh Hanging on with those guys for the first half of the race the last couple weekends, but right now I feel like I'm a little stronger in the wet, So, and we haven't had a wet race in quite a while, so I'd uh, I'd like to have one this weekend for sure. Yeah, there's a couple other uh, flat track uh, vets out there in your class as well, but I would uh, tend to agree with you, Nick. I think a wet race might favor you, and uh, certainly it is it is what the region's known for this time of year. Uh, this race historically does seem to get wet, but uh, how is, I mean, the team really, Ridiculous Racing has just come on strong uh, over the past season, season and a half. Uh, what What's changing? I mean, is it just you guys all gelling together, or has there been an infusion of uh dollars or talent talent usually are the are the answers to a team uh moving in the right direction yeah it's a a little bit of both uh everyone seems to be working together really really well right now we had a couple kinks to work out but adam and josh the owners of the team they put so much into it and and uh they've been investing in us all year uh been giving us everything that we need to succeed and and it's showing we're getting stronger and stronger every weekend uh just working with ken hill on my riding they let me come out there during the schools and work with him and then anything we need on the bike they don't hesitate they just get it for us and uh whatever they think or whatever we ask for from them that we need to go faster or get closer to the front they give it to us so it's just an awesome atmosphere to to be in and uh 
they're helping us out quite a bit, giving us everything we need to get the job done. And I assume you're paid mileage when you when you're riding with uh, Jake and Garrett. You uh, they they pay you what sixty cents a mile, and then also all the egg McMuffins that you can eat from the per diem from yeah. si- the per diem is all the egg McMuffins you can eat from six to ten thirty when they switch to uh, lunch. I assume. Yeah. That'd be nice. I, I usually get stuck with the whole driving shift, no pay. I'm, I usually fill up all the gas tanks, and then uh, right before we get there, I'm like, hey, you care you care to bring us on in the last hour or so? And then by that time, I'm tired, so I'll get a little nap in before we get there. If we're going to do something, then they always seem to get a, get a uh, selfie and throw it up online, and I, I look like the bad guy. So You know what, though, Nick? The, the thing is, is, is uh, if you pump and pay for all the fuel – it's for for Jake and for Garrett. It's a lot better for them. It'll not only does it save them money, but it saves them energy. So they'll have they'll have more time to uh, put up those selfies and make you look like the jerk that's sleeping while they did all the driving. So it's uh you know it's a it's it's handy for them. Yeah, no kidding. We're gonna have to see about reversing those roles tomorrow though, because it's a long trip up to New Jersey, and we're leaving at four or five in the morning. So. Uh... I'm going to take the, the shift on the couch there for a while, at least the first half of the day. You get the, you guys got a race van going up there, or are you taking somebody's truck? Yeah, uh, Garrett and Jake both have vans, but I think we're taking Garrett's uh, Sprinter van up there, so he's got a couch in the back and two seats up in the front. We got a little movie player in there, so it shouldn't be too bad. That doesn't sound like a bad way to travel, Tony. You got one of those fancy rigs too, don't you? I got a, I got a, thanks to Jesse's brother, uh, pile of junk Mercedes Sprinter van as well. Uh, every time you uh, go brakes, thousand dollars. Oil change, thousand um, dollars. Headlight uh, bulb burned out, thousand dollars. It's uh, it's awesome owning a. A really, van. really big, expensive van. <laughs> and it drives like a, I have a Chevy van that I love to drive, but the Mercedes is pretty handy. You can haul, I can haul five dirt bikes and it's got the wall, it's got the cabinets in the back, and uh, you can hang your helmets. It's got a broom in there, the whole bit, Nick. And then in the front, I have an RV couch that folds out into a full bed and a 32 inch TV that's mounted on the, on the, uh, above the, above the giant windshield so you can actually in the passenger seat or the driver's seat if you're if you're brave enough you can kick your seat back a little bit and watch tv while you're going down the road which is a bad idea it is a bad idea <laughs> but uh it's the first van that i've actually spent real money on and it's sweet it's uh so if you got a little couch you need to tell them to upgrade i got the full bed you can lay down you can you can wake up more rested than when you left are you having to haul bikes too nick or is this uh just the boys in the race uh, van. No, I think uh, we're, we're going to stop back in here and grab uh, one of my bikes on the way back to Garrett's house on Monday. But I think he's selling some merchandise this weekend at the races. He's got a bunch of T-shirts and stuff. So if any fans are wanting to buy any 31 swag, I think he's going to have some of that. So I think most of the bikes full of uh, T-shirts and whatever else he has, maybe some hats and then all of our uh, stuff. But... Yeah, the van's definitely the way to travel. I'm 
maybe if I can win a race or two, I'll have enough money to get me one. But it's kind of hard driving around town trying to pick up chicks in a big Sprinter van. <laughs> I disagree. Yes, yeah. it's, just, it's just a different kind gotta, of chick. You got to hang out at more like the state fairs of the country. Oh. That's where they really get into Sprinter vans. Yes. That it's is the state uh, fair crowd. The state fair girls are all about them. If you get a mini donut maker in it, ooh. If you, if you can go win the race at the motocross race at the state fair, then they might get in the van. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that is the trick. Maybe that. Maybe that's the trick. Come how on, many, honey. How many more uh, AFT events you gonna? If you gonna be able to pull any more this season, or uh, is it road racing from here out? Uh, I got road racing this weekend, and then the barber finales in two and a half weeks. But uh, besides that, I think I'm going to try to hit Meadowlands Mile, the last race of the season, the weekend after barber. Uh, I got my engine out of the twins at eight to get sent off to get rebuilt, and then I got to get a couple upgrades on my 450. But we should be good to go. Uh, I'm going to be on the road for the next two and a half weeks, so I got somebody here that. That's helped me out work on the bikes, and we should uh, should be ready to go for the end of the season there. So you run both the AFT singles, and then you're also running the production twins. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. I just got a production twin last week, actually. So Springfield was my first time on the twin and the first time on a mile since 2014. So that was a little bit of an eye-opener, but it didn't take me too long to get back up to speed with those guys. Nick, we had Michael Locke on, the CEO of AFT, earlier in this program, and a uh, super good guy. Um, what are your thoughts on the uh, the 16-rider program, the 16-team program, uh, where they buy in? I don't know if you're familiar with it, but they, uh, they'll they buy in is the idea, and uh, they can buy an A level, B level, or C level, depending on how much promotion you want to buy through AFT and their commercials and that kind of thing. Uh, and I know... T- People are uh, been very vocal about, you know, how's it going to work? It's not going to work. Um, you know, they said that about, and Michael made a good point. They they said that about everybody's going to ride a twin, no matter what track it is, or a single. Or a sing- when they yeah. introduced singles, the same people said the same things. This yeah. will never work. Yeah, DTX bikes will never work. You know, we've heard this, and and you still hear from the old timers. But what are your thoughts on it, Nick? Do you, do you do you see that being a a, a route that that uh, will be successful for AFT? You know, I'm, I don't want to lean one way or the other just because the same thing you just said. People said that twins that aren't going to work or le- wearing leathers at every single round is stupid. They, everyone has an opinion, you know, but I think it's good. They're basing the series off some other professional series that are successful. Which ones are those? Like F1, I think, has a, a set number of drivers. It's like 22 or something. And uh, it's the same guys every single week. But for uh, some of the smaller guys that say like Davis Fisher that's running his own program versus Jared Mees, I'd say it's going to be a little harder for him to come up with the money to uh, pay for the premier entry at the beginning of the season. I think it's quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of money to come off of early in the early in the year. So, you know, it benefits some people and not so much the others, but I guess it's gonna work out how it's supposed to and uh, I'm sure that he's Michael Ox a smart guy and, and he's doing what's right for the series and it's been going up and improving every year, so we'll see what happens. I, I agree that he's a smart guy. He absolutely is, and you can't you can't argue that. Nick, do you get to do you see? Um, I think you. We talked to Jake earlier. 
JD, uh, Hayden Gillum. There's a few other riders out there. Rispoli's been out there as Moto America um, racers that are having the opportunity, uh, if you desire, to go out and flat track. You think that's going to continue to be a thing? I mean, uh, there, we're not talking just a couple guys. There's a fair number of you guys that have, when, it, when possible, taken advantage of some AFT rounds. Do you think you're going to keep doing that going forward? Uh, I don't know about those guys. I know Roger, he's looking at doing quite a bit more AFT maybe next season if uh, he has the right opportunity. But I know myself, that's why I got two bikes now is to dabble back into it. You know, the series is doing really well right now, and that seems like uh, there's a good future in it. So, uh, like I said, I don't know what, what their plans are, but I definitely have uh, plans to do some more American flat track in the future and quite a few more rounds next season. And I, I think it's a great a great way for both series to take advantage of, uh, you know, racers' popularity in the opposing series and certainly is what racers have done historically. And, and it really feels like, you know, it's, it's bringing some of the American race, road racing and, and dirt tracking spirit back into things. Uh, do you find it's, I mean, it's got to be helpful as a training tool, if nothing else, right? Yeah, no doubt. We like to, tra- like, uh, there's four or five of us around here that train together every single day, and w- we like to do cross training. We'll do motocross, flat track, road race, and uh, there's all there's situations every single weekend, whether you're riding one or the other, that they all benefit from each other. So I think the more you ride, the better, the better you are, no matter what, you're going to be racing that weekend. Amen, brother. Yeah, it works out that way. Um, are you? Are you? Is Rick Diculous bringing you back next year? Has that been decided yet? Yeah, you know we were supposed to uh, talk a couple weeks ago, but we haven't yet. And uh, I think we're just kind of focusing on on the last couple rounds here. And I know my teammate Hayden Gillum is in a championship battle right now, so they're focusing on that. And uh, that looks like it's going to go down to the wire at Barber. So, you know, right now we're just focusing on doing the best we can here at the end of the season. And then uh, we'll figure things out after Barber and and see what the future holds. Sounds like they're dodging you. I don't know. And does Rick Diculous have uh, some (laughs) involvement in your flat track? Or is that 100% your own program? Uh, You know, like mostly it's my, my own program. They help me out. Like, I'll go and, and ride with those guys, and they have a dirt track set up now out in California, so uh, they'll help me on my riding out there. But mostly the funding and stuff is coming from myself right now. And my dad has been helping me out quite a bit as well. Sweet. That's a lot to take on. Well, man, hey, it's it's been fun having you on. And uh, tell Jake and uh, Garrett to do their share of driving. Jake said that Garrett's a coffee drinker, so he's going to get up early and take the first shift, so you can just uh, – maybe you could sleep in the van tonight. Then you don't even have to wake up. Get your blanket and your teddy bear in there and just be packed and ready to go. Hey, that sounds like a heck of a plan. I'll get my, I'll get my baby uh, baby bear tucked in back there with me and get my blanket all set up tonight so nobody can take my spot for the first couple hours tomorrow. Do you really have a baby bear that you sleep with? No, I don't. I but don't. I might go inside and get one now that you said that. Yeah. State Fair. We're back to the State Fair. <laughs> Readily available at any State Fair across the United States. Actually, truck stops. You can find them at truck stops. I, uh, Dylan, coming home from uh, from Springfield, he got two, I don't know what they look like, some 
hideous looking bear things uh for his kids so yeah it's doable all right jack take us to break nick it's been fun having you on okay good luck all right cool thanks uh good talk with you all right we'll take a break we'll be back on the other side it's pit pass stay tuned there's more I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, I think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.